Hello, friends. This is Dan Jones, and this is a quiet talk for you. I doubt very many people listening to me would disagree when I say that the world is pretty messed up right now. Many people are despairing. They're losing all hope. Most of us in this country are used to living a comfortable and prosperous life. We think somehow that we deserve it all. We're entitled. The thought of losing this great situation is more than some people can handle. The reason for this is that their lives are built around material things. Their security is in things that can easily be taken away from them. It's no wonder they're panicking right now. Now, these talks, for the most part, are prepared with Christians in mind. I am a pastor. And I seek to encourage and strengthen the body of Christ. So as a believer, I want you to examine your heart today. It's good to do this from time to time. As a rule, you should live every day focused on Jesus. But for just a few moments here, I'd like to encourage you to take a bit of spiritual inventory. We were not designed and created for a world like the one we face each morning. God made man for a perfect existence in paradise. I'm not going to go into the story of how things got messed up. You can read about that in Genesis chapter 3. What I do want to talk about is what the deep down desire of the fully committed follower of Jesus Christ should be. In that beautiful time Jesus had with his closest disciples, right before he was arrested by the authorities, he said these familiar words. You probably heard them at the last funeral you attended. Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you, for I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. He then told them, you know the way to this place. His disciples said, and I paraphrase, whoa, stop, Jesus. We have no idea about this place you're going to. And since that's true, we sure don't know how to get there. You can't get to a place you don't even know the location of. I take it they were saying, if you're going away, we're coming with you. We'll make the trip together. Of course, that was out of the question. It wasn't what Jesus had in mind. So why couldn't they go with him right then? Why did they have to stay behind? We could maybe ask the same question. If Jesus saves us to be with him, why do we have to hang around in this messed up place? If there's a dwelling in our Father's house that's really nice, let's move in today. In Romans 8, Paul talked about the difficulties of living in the world as it now is. He said, For we know that the whole creation groans and suffers the pains of childbirth together until now. And not only this, but we ourselves also, having the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting eagerly 
for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our body. For in hope we have been saved, but hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he already sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, with perseverance we wait eagerly for it. He said, we groan inwardly because we are anxiously waiting and longing for a new world, that place that Jesus is preparing for us. So why doesn't he take us there immediately? The fact is, while Jesus is preparing a place for us, he is at the same time preparing us for that place. I'm afraid some Christians see the next world as sort of a perfect vacation spot. They compare it to the nicest place they've ever visited. Perfect weather, perfect food, nothing to do except just whatever you feel like doing and so forth. Now, while the Bible pictures heaven as a paradise with a perfect environment, that's not the main focus. Let me share it with you. You see, what we call heaven will really be the merging of heaven and earth. Listen to the way Revelation 21 depicts this great future event. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, made ready as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men, and he will dwell among them, and they shall be his people and God himself will be among them. Did you catch that last part? God himself will be among them. Let's go on. There follows what you could call a beautiful architectural description of the new Jerusalem, the eternal city of God. Then it says, I saw no temple in it, for the Lord God, the Almighty, And the Lamb are its temple. And the city has no need of the sun or of the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God has illumined it, and its lamp is the Lamb. Are you starting to see? The next life for the believer is not about sitting on a beach sipping a cool drink. It's about God. It's all about God. He is the center. He is the eternal focus. Years ago, Steve Green sang a song that had this line. God and God alone will be the joy of our eternal home. He will be our one desire. Our hearts will never tire of God and God alone. So here's the question and also the answer to why we don't get to go there immediately and what's supposed to be happening in our lives right now in this broken world. Is God and God alone your joy right now? Is he the focus of your existence? Is he the reason you are living? If not, you're not ready for heaven because that's what heaven is will be. 
So if you, if you have really committed yourself to him, if you have purposed to give it all to Jesus, then what, what's going on right now is simple. God is taking you through various situations, many of them very difficult and even painful, in order to wean you away from the attractions and the love of this present world. He wants to be the joy of your present, albeit temporary, home right now. If things are your joy, you are absolutely not ready for the next world. You wouldn't be at home there. Knowing this, we can rejoice in tribulations and troubles right now because we know that these hard times are purifying our lives. They are setting us free from all that binds us and prevents us from finding our joy in God only. This is why the early Christians said, through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. If you're going through a tough time, thank God for it. It's benefiting you. I think we can summarize what this is about with a simple phrase from the Bible that you know. It's one of those we take for granted and that often doesn't really have much meaning for us. It's this, rejoice in the Lord. Don't rejoice in good times or possessions or any of the passing things of this life. Rejoice in the Lord and Him only. That's what heaven will be all about. Heavenly Father, I pray, God, that you will set us free from our just our addiction, attraction to things, to temporal things, the things of this world that are, that are passing away. And help us, Lord God, to set our hearts on God, on you, on the eternal glory of being in your presence, Lord Jesus. Help us to find our joy in Christ right now in this broken world that we live in. And help us, Lord God, allow you by your Holy Spirit to give us the grace to let these bad things that we go through, these trials and tribulations, to let them do their work of weaning us away from our love for the things of this world, that we might love God and God only. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening, my good friend. I just pray that God will just take these talks right to your heart and will bless you, encouraging your walk with Jesus. Please pray for us at the Bread of Life Anglican Church that we are trying to establish with God's help in the Schenectady, New York area. We do meet uh, Sundays at 10 a.m. at 1809 Union Street, which is at the corner of Cornelius. It's at the American Legion Hall. And if you don't have a church home, if you're in that area, we'd love to meet you, and, and you'd be welcome to come Sunday at 10. May God bless you, and if you'd like to uh, reach out to me and contact me, and I would love to get your feedback. I would love to hear uh, if these messages are speaking to you at all. So you can contact me at father.danjones at outlook.com.